If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Love Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Glamour, Part 3. And before we begin, I want to announce that we have a special offer coming from Lucy's Trust, and uh, it's in the form of a book, but we'll talk more about that later, and I'm sure you'll want to take advantage of it. Meantime, I'd like to give some credit to Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucy's Trust organization, and Lucy's Trust sponsors this show, Inner Sight, and Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and uh, that literature is the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show, as is the following thought. Each individual is responsible for eradicating glamour and illusion from his life, and in freeing ourselves, we make a major contribution to humanity. We each have to identify our particular glamours. Well, we've discussed um, a little bit about, quite a bit about that before, but I'd, I'd like Sarah, perhaps, before we continue, to do a, uh, a recap, if you could, and um, and then we'll start off with a, um, a question. Uh, we were uh, we were actually discussing uh, many glamours before about mm-hmm. ma- that many people had, and yes. uh, why is it so hard to recognize glamour in ourselves? But a little recap would be good. Well, uh, perhaps we should begin by um, reminding our listeners what glamour is. It's um, a kind of a general term from the writings of Alice Bailey and the Ageless Wisdom that covers all the deceptions and the illusions, the misunderstandings and misinterpretations that cloud so much of our experience uh, of life, and particularly on the emotional level. Glamour is the emotional fog that many people live in without even knowing that they do. They mistake it for reality, but in fact, as the French term for glamour, mirage, says, it's really a reversal, uh, a reversed image of what reality is. And that's an interesting thought as we discussed, that the emotional plane, the realm of the emotions is reversed 
we're told, spiritually it's reversed so that when we are seeing things through an emotional mindset or lack of mind, we're seeing something that is reversed from its true dimensions. And I find that useful to keep in mind uh, when struggling with something that uh, evokes emotion. So glamour is, is the fog we live in, and we were talking last time about how it affects us as individuals. I don't think there is anyone living the life of a human being who isn't dealing in some way with glamour, with emotional desire and misperception. There are many different types, as we were talking about. We discussed self-pity last time. That's a major glamour. Uh, the glamour of the, the martyr complex. Poor me. I'll sacrifice myself. And then I think we closed uh, with a brief mention of the Messiah complex. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, the major glamours, too. We see it in the field of politics the individual who regards himself as the savior of his people, sometimes they really can be, like Ataturk was to the Turkish people in the early part of this century. He was, in a sense, their messiah, their deliverer. Um, more often, the messiah complex is the the glamorous notion of someone, either in politics or sometimes in the field of religion, who thinks He's going to save everybody. He's going to be the key that will liberate everyone. And um, it can be a major deluding um, view of oneself, and others can also see you as their savior and devote themselves to you, which feeds power and um, the sense of ego. And it also can spread uh, not only just through one individual, but um, it can also affect uh, a whole group of people uh, who believe they they have a uh, particular line of thought, a line of belief that uh, this is the only way to to heaven, let's say, or to God. The proselytizers, you mean? And they they think they have the only way, and you have to follow this or you're going to go to hell. And so it can affect a whole group that can be kind of a Messiah complex throughout the group and for whatever they stand for. But every glamour has um, a technique or a method that can lead to its dispelling. No problem uh, is given to us that doesn't have a solution. And the way out of the glamour of the Messiah complex, Alice Bailey said, is to refuse to accept any contact or any message, spiritual impression you might receive that feeds the personality sense of self-importance or that sets you apart as special or different or the chosen one. Mm -hmm. You are chosen, my child, to leave these people out of their dilemma. Be very wary of messages and impressions like that. Uh, Alice Bailey wrote that the true call to service carries with it the conviction that there are many servers and you are just one of them and that you are joining forces with myriads of human beings who are equally, if not more so, dedicated to the service of humanity. And so that liberating perspective of the larger picture 
can help overcome the, the glamour of the Messiah complex. And then you truly can give your all to whatever chosen cause you've um, felt identified with and yet not mistake yourself for some Messiah. Yeah, the the uh, biggest glamours seem to occur when there is an individual self-importance or um, a highly magnified type of individual and that is um, kind of characteristic of glamour because the energies of the of the astral nature or the emotional nature are focused so much on the self, on the little self and that's where a lot of the problem uh, happens and lies when the little self gets uh, magnified out of proportion and um, it becomes kind of separated from reality really and when that happens then uh, there is no, no sense of balance there and certainly the little self, the little personality, is separated from the larger whole. And we've talked about that many times in the past, that the the personality without the influence or guidance of the soul is under the mistaken illusion that it is unique and independent of all other living beings. And that's where glamour enters in, because you've lost the sense of proportion and perspective of being part of the whole. Yeah, it's isolation. Mm-hmm. It's isolating, and that uh, uh, you separate yourself off from the whole, from the higher sense of reality, and um, that's where we get the greatest distortion. And that's you can see why there is um, the inlet for glamour in um, this distorted sense of isolation and independence. You can see how it fosters self-pity. Poor me, I have it worse than anyone else. As we said, probably you don't. If we could all choose our troubles, we'd probably keep the ones we've got rather than select somebody else's problems. Uh, the glamour of the, the one at the center, it's all about me, is again a an expression of someone who's lost his perspective as being one with humanity. Same for the Messiah complex. And um, the martyr complex... Another common glamour is that of destiny, of having a special mission, unlike anybody else, something that you have uniquely been tapped by God to do. Um, I've I've known some really very um, high-minded, well-intentioned people that have believed they had a special destiny that uh, set them apart, and I think it's something we should be wary of because, again, it's overemphasizing one's um, uniqueness and specialness. And it feeds pride. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, that's um, there again. It, it's the uh, self-importance of putting one at the center of this um, destiny. And um, certainly everybody has a certain destiny to them in their lives, whether they know it or not. The whole human race has a particular destiny, mm-hmm. but uh, we're not uh, all <clears throat> walking around thinking that we're going to save the planet. But um, uh, it is it is primarily a problem when uh, there is this uh, uh, the feeding of pride and the uh, isolation and separation from from the larger group. And another common glamour is that of devotion. 
we might think that uh, to be devoted to something or someone is good, and it can be. It's an expression of love and loyalty at its uh, best, but the glamour of devotion enters in when one becomes devoted to a particular cause or to a, a perhaps a spiritual teacher or to a particular belief or um, an ideal or to a person that seems harmless but it can in fact cause harm both to oneself and to others because the glamour of devotion brings one into the fog of desire if you are devoted to something excessively Uh, at the expense of every other responsibility you should be facing, you succumb to the whole sea or ocean of desire that says, I want, I want, I need, I demand, I must have. And that's when all thinking stops. And we're told that potent desire along any line obliterates the wider, more inclusive vision. You stop seeing the whole and you stop seeing the person or cause to which you are devoted in its proper perspective. It becomes all-important, all-consuming, and you lose balance. It's all about maintaining balance, I think. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, our topic for today, Glamour, Part 3. And earlier in the show, I mentioned a special offer from Lucis Trust, and that is the book, uh, Ponder on This. I like that book a lot. It's one of the first books that I read, and I read it after uh, reading Alice Bailey's autobiography. <clears throat> and the reason I liked it a lot is because it uh, it's a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, uh, including extracts, by the way, on the subject of glamour. So it's available for you now for $16, and the special offer is in the form of free shipping and handling, which can cost quite a bit, as you probably well know. So in order to get Ponder on this at this discounted price for $16, what you must do is send a check or money order to Lucis Publishing. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, one. 005. That's Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And just request the book, uh, Ponder on This. Um, it's it's very interesting because uh, there are so many intra, uh, just profoundly interesting topics within that book, and it'll more or less introduce you to give you a priority of what you want to read first, whether it's uh, a book on esoteric psychology or any of the other. Uh, 23 or 24 volumes, excuse me. So, once again, uh, $16, check or money order, uh, to Lucis Publishing, 120, Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And you have to, you will get the free shipping and handling, by the way, only if you mention that you heard about this on the show in our site. We also need your help, as you've been so generous before. We would like you to continue being generous and uh, send us donations uh, so that we can keep this radio show on the air. Uh, any donations that you might feel that you can contribute to us, uh, either large or small, we appreciate them. And once again, we thank you for that support that you've been giving us to to us in the past. Send all donations to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And uh, also, if you'd like... Uh, uh, a general package of information telling you about Lucis Trust. Uh, the most frequently asked uh, question is, uh, is it a religion? Are you a religion? No, we're not a religion, but why don't you find out uh, uh, greater depth about us by ordering the general package of information 
You can order by calling our toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. And the easy way to remember it, 1-866-NY-LUCIS, LUCIS, L-U-C-I-S. That's 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Our website, by the way, where you can key into... Um, uh, a lot of, uh, just so many now. We've done hundreds of shows following different themes that you find within the Alice Bailey literature. You can key into our website and listen to our library of archived radio programs at www.lucistrust.org. That's www.lucistrust.org. And um, I, I was interested in exploring this topic further, and I was thinking probably the greatest desire that people have has to do with uh, the greatest glamour that I can think of that people have is desire for material wealth. And how does one, uh, because at the end of the uh, introductory opening thought that we made, we each have to identify our particular glamours, but a lot of people don't think there's anything wrong with that extreme desire for material wealth. And if we do recognize it within ourselves, how do we get rid of that glamour? First of all, we have to recognize it, and um, it's true that we live on the material plane and we need money to uh, provide for housing and food and education and the well-being of our families. That's normal and realistic. We can't leave our material fate up to somebody else to take care of. We have to be responsible for ourselves. But the craving for money, the excessive materialism is a glamour because it's saying that more stuff is going to make me happy. Mm. And uh, we can see the fog that people live in when when you think about the, the ridiculousness that uh, material excess has come to today with, um, uh, what, these mega houses that we see being built and the incredibly expensive Humvees mm. that people pay, what, 50000 for. Uh, that's a lot more than needing a car to get to and from work. Uh, do you really need the Humvee? Well, somebody might say yes, but uh, glamour is the the excessive craving. And the Buddha, his life message was warning us that desire is imprisoning. When we allow ourselves to be gripped by desire, everything else is set aside. Reason, common sense, discretion, uh, pursuit of truth in the urge to fulfill the need for whatever you think you want. So the areas of our life where we don't think very much and we mostly just crave and say, I want, I want, I want, I want, those are the areas where we can identify our glamours. It's not easy because we human beings, most of us are not completely integrated beings. We have emotions, we have a mind, we have physical bodies, we have energy bodies that substand our physical bodies, but all of these components don't necessarily work in an integrated fashion. And what we think may not have much control over what we feel. That's why glamour can find an inlet and we don't even know it. I think the word control is really the key here because... um, um, we we live in this sea of glamour, and we don't see it. But um, uh, as I said, the, the the 
the uh, key is, is control. Who is in control of this desire? And you first have to uh, make the recognition that there is a problem here. Uh, until you do, uh, you, you don't think there is a problem, so life goes on and you, you don't realize why you're feeling so, having so much pain and, and suffering perhaps. But uh, eventually you reach a point where um, you realize something is wrong and you want to make a change. And then you have to uh, dig down and realize that these material things, if that is the problem, are actually controlling you. You are not in control. The allure, the, the great um, energy that these material things generate are perhaps what is controlling you and so you have to decide who is in control am I in control or are these things controlling me do they dictate my life and where my the direction of my life and um, so I think that that requires one to dig real deep into yourself and to make some real reassessments of your life and to um, decide once and for all, who's in control? Mm-hmm. And there are always tools and methods and techniques that we can practice that liberate us from our our glamours. Um, we were talking a little while ago about the glamour of devotion. I think many people of goodwill and of loving hearts are prone to the glamour of devotion. They're devoted to their families or they're devoted to their job they're devoted to a cause that is really deeply uh, important to them. They're devoted to an ideal, perhaps. And what's wrong with that? Well, it's it's like you're saying, is it controlling you, or do you respond to it in a rational and uh, disciplined way? If it's controlling you, the, the object of your devotion is all-consuming. And the fact that it isn't realized can become so frustrating that all the joy is uh, drummed out of life. So how do you overcome this this, uh, glamour of devotion? I think one thing that helps is to remind ourselves that even if we don't especially like it, things now are essentially as they should be. I don't mean that they are perfect or right, but if you view life as a progressive evolution and the particular phase you're in now is simply one stage in the endless way, if you look at things now, they are essentially as they have to be and as they should be in order for you and all of humanity to take their next step. To me, that gives kind of um, a peace of mind. It doesn't mean things are right or perfect, but they are as they should be if we are going to move forward. And the other thing that helps is to remember that everything is in God's hands. You might prefer to say everything is in the control of the soul. It isn't all up to ourselves as individuals to put the world right or to achieve our cause or to save our loved ones from harm. We can't do that. But they are our causes and our loved ones in God's hands. There's some greater power that watches over all of us. And I think um, in the... um in the writings of Alice Bailey, it's alluded to this somewhere. I've, I've read this that it's kind of we're being tested, and the, the 
field of of the emotional planes and that we're surrounded by and imprisoned by is kind of a testing field uh, to see how much uh, control we have over these um, characteristics that you are mean, like temptations. Well, yes, in a way. I mean, uh, we um, create these things ourselves. We've created human beings have created this whole astral atmosphere in which the world is surrounded and which everybody lives in and um, I think we, we create our own testing grounds to see um, each lifetime is, is kind of a test to see how much how much control you've gained over and how much you've gained the ability to relinquish the um, desire for these uh, material things or for desirous things or whatever the problem is that's why the Ageless Wisdom says that sacrifice is bliss. To give up whatever you are craving is not hardship or, or suffering, but bliss. It liberates you. Absolutely. And liberation is the, is the real ultimate objective. Where mm-hmm. we're, we're dealing with the uh, material world, this three-dimensional world, all the time. I mean, it's meant to be that we're here. But um, also, we have to realize that, as I said before, it's a matter of we are in con- who is in control. Are we in control of this physical life, or does it control us? Do all these energies and these forces that were surrounded by control us, or do we have as take the perspective from the soul and gain the more objective uh, control? I think it's interesting to look at the present times and the the situation we're in as a society now and look at one of the major glamours that seems to drive us, and that's the, the glamour of freedom. Coming back to the idea of devotion, what could be more wonderful than freedom? Why shouldn't we be devoted to freedom? Yes, and yet it seems to me that we are dangerously getting to the point of not thinking very clearly on this uh, all-consuming glamour of freedom, that it's the answer for everything. Well, yes, I mean, particularly in this country, we are uh, caught up in this whole notion of freedom, and it has become considerable glamour, and uh, I think we should probably talk about this uh, sometime when we have more time, perhaps in another show, in the next show, but uh, just to... um, continue with it here um, it is a, 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 what am I trying to say it's it's a um, um, thing that we don't really have control over in other words we are imprisoned I think by the idea of freedom it's become such a glamour in this country we think it's the answer to everything when in fact it's just the entrance into greater responsibility and uh, it's so often used, I think, as the final answer, the the goal, rather than the first step toward increasing responsibility. That's how it strikes me. Everything is put in the context of if we have our freedom, nothing else uh, is missing from life. And I, I feel that's, again, an area where we've lost perspective. The subject of glamour that's so fascinating is the idea of equilibrium and balance. And that is a very Buddhist concept, that um, things in proper proportion, 
in proper balance with each other, lead toward happiness. Never excess. Balance is the way of liberation. Please take advantage of our special offer from Luce's Publishing Company, and the offer is uh, the book, the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This, uh, which is a compilation of extracts from all 24 of her books. Uh, that's Alice Bailey, of course. And it includes extracts on the subject of glamour. It's available for $16, and the specialist of the offer comes in the form of free shipping and handling. So that's $16, and a check or money order to Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And once again, if you want the general package of information um, on who Lucis Trust is and a lot, a lot of information on it in general, uh, give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of New York LUCIS. Uh, you've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.